Hi, everybody. It's me, uh, Dungeon Master, and your best friend, Travis McElroy. We've made it. This is the finale of Adventure Zone graduation. I'm so excited for you to hear it. It was an absolute blast to record. It was even fun to edit. So I really hope that you enjoy it. Uh, I wanted to say a couple things first. Uh, Right off the bat, you will hear us talking about uh, some special character sheets. So I created uh, special versions of the characters that are uh, chaos builds. So uh, Fitzroy kind of became uh, on top of his his powers already, a chaos storm sorcerer, Fearbulg got additional chaos nature powers and uh and argo got chaos water powers uh so you'll hear us reference that a lot uh in in the episode uh also uh in two weeks we're going to be doing a the the adventure zone zone about graduation so if you have questions for that you can email us adventurezonecast at gmail.com with the uh t-t-a-z-z in the subject line and i also just wanted to say thank you thank you to you for listening thank you to everybody who supports us and thank you uh, to my brothers and and to my dad for letting me DM uh, it it is as always such a pleasure to to play with y'all and to have the opportunity to to tell a story with you is is always incredible um, so I, I'm gonna put the the ads and the announcements and everything right here after this so that we can go straight through the episode so without any further ado let's get going. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier. For anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity, start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone, 
and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroimmerch.com. And now back to the show. Previously on the Adventure Zone graduation, three friends were given a simple task, save the world. To do that, they needed to stop a war. So they gathered their forces, an army of skeletons, an army of gargoyles, an army of knights. And they got some friends to help them. A Lich King, a Heroic Oversight Guild investigator, an adventurer, a demon prince, a fairy, a Zorn. And a few enemies showed up. Two gods, one representing chaos, one representing order, a naval hero holding a grudge, and an army of demons. So, the three friends had to hurry. Their Zorn friend dug them a tunnel so that they could sneak back into their school and get together with their allies. From there, they made a mad dash towards the cavern where a portal was being formed and ripping a hole in reality. When they arrived, they told one of the gods that it wasn't going to work, that it would destroy everything. And the gods fought. Order one. So Chaos joined the side of the three friends and gave them access to their power. And that is where the battle truly begins. I've only got 67 hit points? Ignore the hit points on the Chaos characters. You're still Sir Fitzroy, Thunderman, Maple Court. Okay. Uh, and in fact, just go ahead and let's see, where are you at now? Where's everybody at now, hit points wise? Uh, yeah, 86. Go ahead and multiply by three. Uh, your max hit points, everybody. Uh, and go ahead and add plus two to your AC as well. You're you're all beefed up now, folks. Okay. Across the face of Nua, we see the same scene repeated countless times. 
The very air itself is being ripped open to allow monsters entry into our world. In a coffee shop, a law office, a mine, a family-run store, a bar, a cheesemonger's, a hospital. Nowhere is safe. The Heroic Oversight Guild is in complete disarray. Even before this, whatever this is, the structure of their entire operation had already been dismantled. Checks have stopped processing. Invoices sit unfulfilled. No one is being reimbursed. But more importantly, no one is being deployed to face this onslaught of demons. At some point in the past, this might have been a job for a hero. But not now. Not anymore. But currently, none of that is your concern. You are more focused on the cavern in which you stand. On one side, a Fearbolg, a Genasi, and a Half-Elf. On the other, a god that is literally hell-bent on destroying reality and a portal you must close before it destroys existence. And in between, a seething ocean of hellhounds and dragons. Roll initiative. It's a lot of rolls you're going to have to do, Trav. Well, I'm controlling the hellhounds as a horde. So I I have special mechanics uh, for how it's going to work. So basically what I've done is I've combined all of their hit points into one pool. Yeah. So when you attack the hellhounds, right, you will be attacking the hellhounds in general. So you won't need to target a specific hellhound or worry which one's closest to you. This cavern is so jam-packed that there is one close to you at any given okay, time. Okay, cool. So the damage that you do will be a- applied to there. So all you have to worry about is the horde of hellhounds, three dragons, and order. So five uh, five total monsters. Um, I rolled, my stats are different on this turbo sheet. So uh-huh, I rolled yes. initiative on my actual stuff and i got a 14 okay i thought order and chaos shared the same body is that not true right now interesting isn't it okay (laughs) uh you know what i'm I'm gonna say go ahead and uh roll arcana okay Uh, you can roll either arcana or insight whichever one you 25 okay yeah so uh with that what you know is that right now uh you are able to put together that between the sheer amount of energy contained within this cavern, the chaos magic at play, and more importantly, the fact that the fabric of reality is coming undone, they shouldn't even be able to exist in the same plane at the same time, let alone in two different places. Uh, So there is, this is a very, very special occurrence here that would not in any other circumstance be able to occur, but there is such a confluence of strange energies happening that everything is pretty fucked up. Cool, I got you. My initiative was 20. Nice. My initiative was a one. Plus Uh-oh. one. Oh. So it was well, a two. Oh, hanging back on a bold okay. strat. Okay, I go one. Okay. So um, I assume we're supposed to use the maximum level of what we have on these sheets, right? You just go wild. In prep for this, I also, I wanted, I built these chaotic characters for you, but I also wanted to give each of you a little gift. Oh, um, and so I, I have. Well, there's a pocket watch here, Trav, and it said, "Thank." It says, "Thanks for the, thanks for the adventure." Oh, hey, I got a flask. I yeah. got yeah. socks. Oh. And, hey, those are Bombus socks, Dad. The adventure socks. Is your flask engraved? Yeah, because my socks are. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Mine just says Justin's socks. 
So I think there was an error at the engraved. Oh, no. And Travis, why is there an engraved picture of George W. Bush on the inside of my Apple Watch? (laughs) Oh, I thought you were into his art. No, sir. Okay. I'm only into your art. Hey, thank you. No, I've I've built some special actions for each of you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. For you, Fearbolg, you uh, have gained the action Mother Nature's Love. And as a free action, you can heal others or yourself for 3d10. For you, Fitzroy, kinetic mm-hmm. redirection. As a reaction, when an attack on you succeeds, the damage feeds back and they take 4d6 damage. Jesus, okay. Um, and for you, Argo, you have gained release the Kraken. As a bonus action, you use the water of the earth to create a maelstrom underneath the feet of creatures in a five-foot circle. They ma- must pass a DC 18 deck save or take 2d8 damage and be knocked prone. Jeez. Yeah, listen. Y'all, y'all powerful boys now. We're very strong. Uh, and up first is the fear bulk. Uh, I am... I, th- I feel like the fear bulk... Um... Do, isn't quite sure what what's going to happen uh because this is all so new uh and he slaps his hands together and six meteors appear above him hell yeah uh and this spell is called melf's minute meteors uh i'm casting it as a 7th level spell <laughs> cuz fuck all haters yeah dude that's <laughs> my thing <laughs> Um, so basically I'm shooting the, uh, okay. So they're all above me. Um, I'm shooting out two of the meteors four stay up floating above me. Um, and I'm going to blast them at the first sort of the front of the crowd, um, of, of hellhounds. Um, so they've got to make a deck saving throw. Okay. Oh, nope. They fail. Okay. So they're going to take two d6 fire damage um, uh, on a failed save. So any of the ones like in, I don't know how you're tracking this, but any of the ones in. Uh, roll uh, roll a d10 for me. A, a d10? Yeah. Okay. Six. Okay, yeah, you hit six of them. Okay. Okay, and the damage is five. Five total? Uh, Yeah, five total for six of them. Okay, so you hit them for 30 points of damage. Yeah, and I've got, because I cast as a seventh level, I have uh, seven meteors still above me. Oh, boy. Okay, great. And you can just drop those whenever? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Up next is Fitzroy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, harvest a few opportunity attacks. I'm just gonna charge headlong right into the crowd. Uh, just trying to get in as close to the center of the mass of enemies as I possibly can. Okay, uh, make a strength check for me. Okay. Just a just a regular old strength check. Uh, that is a seventeen plus four. 21. Okay, yeah, with a 21, you barrel forward, uh, you know, mall raised, um, and you are still crackling with energy. So the, the front wave has just been blasted. The ground still, there's still dust and rock settling from the meteors cast from the Fearbulk. And 
as the uh, you know remaining hellhounds recover and turn to look, you're charging forward with literal lightning coming from your eyes, and you barrel through them. Um, and they just from your very presence, uh, they're going to take uh, twenty points of damage as you charge through, and that's not even that's just your that's, move. I haven't action. even done anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, so now you're you know in the thick of it. I was hoping they would hit me so I could bounce um, some of that shit back. Yeah, up. you're going to take three opportunity attacks for that. All right, let's see what you got. Um, okay, I doubt very much that a nine is going to hit no, you. No, no, no. Um, does a 16 hit? 16 does Oh, sorry, hits. 17 hit, yes. 17 definitely hits. 17 hits. Okay, so you would take uh, 15 damage total. Oh, oh, sorry. 18 damage total. Okay. Uh, they're gonna, whoever just hit me is gonna take oh, you're kidding me. Eight points of damage back at them. That was a terrible 4d6 roll. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, about then, as bad as it gets. Let me see if the other one gets you. Uh, yeah, so then uh, a 23 is going to hit you, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, five... Uh, Man, so if I had known that eight damage was all I was going to ring out of this, I wouldn't have been quite so. Thirteen points of damage, cavalier. cavalier yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I got the I got the hit points to spare. Uh, okay, now that I'm in the middle of everyone, I hit eighty eight miles an hour and vanish with uh, a an extremely loud, uh, thunderous sound that can be heard up to three hundred feet away. So uh, everybody within ten feet of me has to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Probably cool. Are you, uh, them or not us? You're I, I got a nat 20. You're Oof. kidding me. Well, I, go ahead and roll that again because I'm going to use my meta magic to force you to take disadvantage using a uh, heightened spell. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely failed that. Okay. Burn some sorcery points there. Uh, and uh, so, whoever, were these still, are we still talking about hellhounds here? Yeah. Roll a d10 for me. D10? Yeah. Okay. 10. Okay. Yeah. You hit. 10 of the hellhounds with this damage. Cool. Well, then that's going to hit for 29 points of damage. Okay, so that's 290 points of damage. Hey, that's probably the most we've ever done on this show, huh? You got <laughs> big hit. <laughs> Travis probably got some uh, quad quad strikes uh, yeah. in the past that probably made Yeah, uh, maybe. That. Uh, so I vanish and I reappear next to, uh, reappear next to Gray. Uh, and immediately start trying to get the is he still shackled up yes he is okay i'm 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 i you know it's i've already used my action but i'm i'm in you know gonna start trying to tear away at the stone shackles that are containing him. okay great um the red dragon uh then uh charges at you fitzroy okay and does a 16 is my AC. So. Okay, yeah. So uh, they hit. Okay. The red dragon reels its head back and spreads its massive jaws. The fangs snap shut mere inches from your face. The dragon has been dragged back by a claw the size of a mid-sized car, which is attached to a crab the size of a bus. My boy! <laughs> You're much louder now. My boy! Uh, and you have now gained access to giant snippers. Okay. Which I am going, I've made a character <laughs> stat sheet for. 
Which Give I, me. I will now send to you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, giant giant snippers. <laughs> you have written here uh, armor class eighteen hit points plenty. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, and he has a claw attack, and uh, he can squish if he grapples them with uh, with with his big claws. So uh, yeah, it, it, let's try and grapple. I guess this big dragon. It needs to uh, roll uh, a DC 11, I guess, strength check. Mm-hmm. Uh, it rolled an 18 plus its strength, so it, it so, does yeah, not get gets, grappled. He gets out of that. Um, but he but, did, but, but Simbers did stop you from taking damage from that dragon, so. Thank you. Not Simbers. bad. Thank you. Uh, up next is the blue dragon. The blue dragon is then going to turn onto you, Argonaut. Okay. And they are going to attempt to bite you. I know for a fact that a 12 does not hit your AC. Uh, but they have multi-attack, so they are going to try to bite you again. Uh, does a 17 hit your AC? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, excellent. Now, does he also have a big crab? No, unfortunately, he does not. Uh, you're going okay. to take 18 points of damage, Argonaut. Oh, and you're also going to take, sorry, one second, uh, an additional 11 points of lightning damage from that bite. Jeez. All right, so how many points? Uh, 18 and I believe 11. That's 29 all day long. That would be 29 all day long. Uh, Now? It's not that bad. Yeah, come on. Just a little. Come on. Um, Order turns uh, at all this commotion from their work. Um, you see them sigh deeply in frustration, and then they hold out their right hand, and a beam of uh, brilliant uh, blue light flashes out in a five-foot-wide circle, and they begin uh, weaving it through the cavern. Um, and I need each of you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, I'm pretty good at that. 23. Okay. 22. Tw- oh. Four. Oh, boy. Okay. One moment. Okay. Uh, you're going to take let's see, six, 11, 12, uh, 18, 24, and 29 points of damage, Argo. And uh, you all are going to take half as much, so 14 points of damage. Uh, and Argo. Uh, you are currently blinded uh, by by this radiance. It won't last that long, though. It's just a momentary, like a flash. Okay. Uh, and up next are the hellhounds. You you bamfed away, right, uh, Fitzroy? Yeah, I teleported over to Gray to try and free him. Okay, then the first wave of hellhounds is going to charge uh, at the Fearbulg, who blasted them with meteors. Fair. Uh, does a, does a 17 hit your AC? Sure does. Okay. Yeah. They're going to hit you. Uh, they're going to hit you. Uh, so five of them descend upon you, uh, and start, uh, gnashing at your various limbs. They're going to get you, uh, for 35 points of total damage. Okay. Um, and then... Up next is the green dragon. 
who is going to also attack the Fearbulg. Hmm. They're going to swipe their claws at you. Does the 25 hit your AC? Don't answer sure. that. I know it does. Okay. Uh, so you're going to take uh, 14 points of damage uh, plus uh, 12 points of poison damage. Oof. Wait, don't I have a resistance? Nope. I have no resistances. Um, I thought I had a cultural resistance to poison, but maybe I'm imagining that. No. So in on on your next turn, you're going to make a Constitution saving throw, and if you fail it, you're going to take that 12 points again until okay. you pass your Constitution saving throw. Uh, and up next is Argo. Do we get to choose our target? Or are we just launching into this mob? So you have the horde of hellhounds is one, the green dragon is one, the red dragon is one, the blue dragon is one, and order is one. We have five targets essentially. Yeah. And those hellhounds, Trav, how are they looking? Um, I would say, Griffin, thank you for asking, they are looking, uh, you I know. Them for almost 300 points of damage in yeah. one attack. At this okay. point, uh, you've you've probably taken out mm, a little less than 10% of them. You're fucking kidding me. But Griffin, that, that 10% is of a thousand of them. So that's like a hundred okay, hellhounds. Sure. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. Um, Argo is so excited to actually have magic that he can use other yeah, than is. just to make water. Uh, he's going to cast Cone of Cold. Cool. Um, and Cone of Cold, it's a blast of cold air erupting from his hands. Each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 8d8 cold damage on a failed save. And it was, you said a constitution? Constitution. Uh, right. Who are you targeting? The Hellhounds. Great, great, great. Oh, no, they failed. They failed that for sure. Okay, so when you cast a spell using the spell slot of 6th level or higher, and this is 7th level, the damage increases by 1d8 for each slot above 5, so that's 2, so that's an additional 2d8, so that's 10d8. Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, 10d8. Boise. Here they go. Holy crap. It's a lot of dice. 10d8, uh, 46. Nice. Hey, pretty good. Uh, and actually, they are hellhounds, so they're not good with cold. Uh, oh. So they're going to take an additional 20 points of damage. I've just mm. decided right now. Um. Okay. Now, do we have our... Do we have our uh, the the same abilities we had before. Indeed, you do. Uh, do I saw my rogue abilities? Yes, you do. Else? Okay, then I'm hiding. After that, <laughs> classic, classic uh, ba triumphant battle moment. Now I love yeah. it because that is You'll such a rogue. I'm glad, Dad, that even with the power of a god flowing through your veins, mm -hmm. your rogue instincts are still so sharply honed. I love it. Unlike Loki, yeah, I'm yeah. like Loki, exactly, exactly like, like Loki. Loki uh, yeah. Now, here's what I want the three of you to do in turn. So, Justin first, then Griffin, and then Dad. Uh, Griffin first. Roll two separate d20s for me and tell me what the numbers are. Yeah, sure. Well, the numbers are 11 and 18 for a total of 29. Okay, so first, Griffin, for the next minute, any flammable object you touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flames. Okay. Um, and also, <laughs> you cast Fog Cloud centered on yourself. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Justin, 2d20? Mm, it's going to be 11. Well, what are the numbers? 
One and ten. Okay, great. Uh, you can take one additional action immediately. Whoa, fuck. And also, you're surrounded by faint, ethereal music for the next minute. That's very cool. So go yeah. ahead and take an action, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to take a quick action. Um... In case anyone was wondering at home, I built my own custom wild magic table, and one side are only positive things, and one side are only kind of things that Zany don't really things. affect anything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Neutral things, yeah. I'm going to cast... You hear this music um, surrounding me, and the fear bulk um, points out in front of him and casts Erupting Earth. Uh, at the center of the pile of um, hellhounds. Um, and I'm going to cast that, obviously, as a seventh level. So that's going to be obviously 7d12 bludgeoning damage. Hoobie! What's, is there a save? Damn. What? Is there a save? Save, dex, dex save. Okay. Nope. Okay, that's going to give us, let's see. That's a lot of die. My computer's chugging. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. Hold on. I'm calculating I'll it. get there. The man who lives inside your CPU is just doing it manually. It took a second. Okay, 33. <laughs> 33 points. Excellent. Yeah, the ground erupts beneath him, throwing hellhounds into the air. Uh, it is an absolutely wild sight as this fear bulb with you know, the skin of an oak and meteor surrounding his head simply makes a fist and the earth shatters below them. Um, and then, Clint, roll 2d20 for me. That would be a 6 and a 14. Okay, so uh, with a 6, you teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see. So you also bamf to somewhere, uh, and you can choose where that is here in a minute. Uh, and with a 14, an eye appears on your forehead for the next minute. And during that time, uh, you have advantage on wisdom checks that rely on sight. So perception. Cool. Yeah. Um, but those aren't the only things that happen. Um, the cavern is full to bursting with chaos magic. Spells are flying left and right. Combine that with the fraying laws of reality and things start to get weird. You blink and in that instant, the scene changes, and you are now kittens. The dragons are also kittens. So are the hellhounds and order. <laughs> Everyone is kittens. The cavern is sized appropriately for kittens. Otherwise, everything is the same, and the battle continues. What? <laughs> <laughs> so up next is Spearbog. So, What's wait, that, Griffin? Wh did, what? Everything's kittens? Everyone's kittens. I heard kittens. that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fearball, gear up. Uh, well, let me get this out of the way first. <clears throat> Enjoy these meowtiors. Nice. And then I blast them with two more of my meteors. Uh-huh. Gotta do that deck saving throw. Nope, they fail. Three big points, baby. Suck it down. How many? <laughs> Three points of D. Suck it down. Got it. Okay, cool. He cool. Is now, in... in Justin's defense and defense of the narrative. You are a kitty cat. Yeah, I'm a beautiful, precious kitty cat. You fired off. They turned into little cat toys floating around your head. <laughs> so you basically just fired like a catnip-filled mouse at them. Okay, I uh, find a way to raise myself to my feet, and it looks amazing. And then emanating from my paw 
is a, a beautiful green flame blade um, <laughs> that uh, I'm going to use to strike down um, the the at the first hellhound I I see. Okay, great. Uh, roll uh roll a t10 for me, kitty. One. Okay, yeah, you catch one kitty, uh, one one kitty hound, one hell kitty, uh, with this swing. So now let's do it. Jeez, oh Pete, it's a critical fail. This cat's worthless. Yeah, you. <laughs> hey, I know you're gonna draw the fear bulk as a cat, but don't. I hate it. I hate it. I'll give an unlike if you draw the fear bulk as a cat. This cat's pointless and stupid. Now we do have access to chaos magic, huh? Yeah. Juice, can I refer you to under features and traits where it says Tides of Chaos? All right, I'm going to try again because I'm going to use the Tides of Chaos. <laughs> there you go. This, pl- this place is already pretty fucking weird, so I'm just going to try again. Now, that's in narrative. I've Fitzroy knows that magic. He knows that that exists. So I'm meow, 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 meow. And you know. <laughs> there we go, a fucking 16. <laughs> yeah, that hits. <laughs> that's more like it. So now I'm going to do uh, 2d8 damage, uh, which is 10. And then um, the green flame leaps to uh, a diff- uh, the, whatever the nearest hellhound is. And it takes uh, fire damage equal to my spell casting ability modifier, which would be, I guess, plus five. Okay, great. It does, sorry, I just want to. Sorry, there's it because of my level. There's actually another um, uh, 2d8 onto that bonus damage, so that's another 10, so 15 total to the second target. So, Kitty Fearbulg, you swing uh, your green flame blade and you miss, but it doesn't, but it did. I mean, it did, but it doesn't because chaos. Furbulg, yes. Oh man, that's good. Oh, furball, I get it. Perfect. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. B-A-L-L-G. Yep. Um, and you slice at these hellhounds and you hit one, but then you also hit another one because chaos. Uh, and up next is Fitzroy. I flex all my kitty cat muscles. Uh-huh. And meow as loud and as fiercely as I possibly can. And I'm going to go into a rage. A kitty rage? <laughs> a kitty cat rage. Okay. Uh, and um, when that happens... Uh, one creature in, of my choice in my aura takes lightning damage based on my level. So let's say uh, it's within 10 feet of me. I guess just one of the hellhounds since we're... Well, no, you know what? I'm going to take a swing at maybe the green dragon. Okay, great. Uh, so the green dragon is going to take... Uh, make a dex save, green dragon. Oh, that is a one. Okay, green dragon is going to take uh, nine points of uh, lightning damage. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to reach up and grab the stone shackles that are holding uh, Gray to the wall. And Kitty Gray, I am please. Kitty Gray, and I'm going to try and just crush them in my in my mighty paws. Okay, make a strength check for me. Okay. Uh, and I have something. I have advantage on strength checks. That makes sense. You're a raging kitty. Rage. Ooh, yeah, baby. That's a 19 plus 4, 23. Let's see if we can get that crit. We cannot. 10 plus 3, uh, 10 plus 4, 14. With a 23, uh, you are able to uh, break the bonds uh, of Gray, and now Kitty Gray has joined the fight as well. I tell Kitty Gray, and this sounds like all heroic and dope and shit in the kitty cat language that we are speaking, but I think just to the outside observer, it does sound like you know a little, a little feline play date. Um, and I say, 
Gray, you know what you have to do. Take it to the dunk hole. And I point to the portal. That's the dunk hole. Get over there. Start doing that that thing you do. By which I mean controlling the, the army of the damned and... Yeah, no, I, like, I understood. Yes, I knew. Um, I'm going to have to get past order. That's probably not going to go as smoothly as we might hope. Yeah, you might say that's a tall order. Um, Pretty good. But, might, but you also might not say that. Yeah, a different might thing. not say that. This, Gray, this might help. And I give Gray my maul. Ooh! Okay. Uh, up next is the Red Dragon, who is also a kitty. The Red Dragon is going to attack uh, Fitzroy. Okay. Mm, still being held by Snippers, it seems. Uh, they swing and a miss. Okay. Thanks, Snips. And the chaos is building, and everything gets fuzzy. And when it clears, you're no longer kittens. Oh, I wanted to do something as a kitten. Well, you aren't yourselves either. Fitzroy, you are the Fearbulg. Fearbulg, yeah. you are Argo. Argo, you are Fitzroy. But all of your powers and abilities remain the same, and the battle continues. Okay. So up next is Order, uh, who is going to take a swipe uh, again with their magical beam. So uh, everybody make another uh, constitution saving throw. Don't you think dexterity would help me dodge that beam? Mm, 20, 24. I am. I got that hot hand. Hey, Trav, did I need to make, on my last turn, did I need to make a constitution saving throw for poison? Oh, yes. Sorry. Do that now. Okay. Um, It was 14 for the con check you just told me to do. And then for poison, it is... Seven. Okay, yeah, you're going to take uh, another 12 points uh, of damage. Got it. Uh, and then, Dad, what'd you get? Um, I got a 19. Okay, great. Um, So you, uh, Fearbulg, are going to take uh, an additional 27 points of damage. Fuck. Oof. Yeah, oh, and everybody else is going to take half of that, so 13 points. And Fearbulg, you are now blinded and poisoned. Double, Double poisoned? Poison? No, you're just still poisoned. Just you remain okay. poisoned from the bite. Um, and up next is Gray, who is going to charge the Hellhounds as well. Make a swing with that maul. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Uh, and what's the maul do, Griffin, damage-wise? Uh, the mall does quite a bit of damage. It does uh, 2d6 plus 5. I mean, that's with my stats, but, you know, I always felt a certain kinship yeah. with Gray. Uh, well, he's going to oh, hit wow. nine of them. Uh, uh, he's going to hit uh, nine of them for eight points of damage, so 72 points of damage. Fuck. Are the animals still kitties? No. Okay. They're back to being uh, their, I- their regular selves. I shout out, I did not know you could swing them all like this. Because I'm the fear ball, right? Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's good. Um, it wasn't bad, honestly. Uh, I thought next it was all right. are the Hellhounds. Uh, and at this point, they're going to take bites at whoever's closest, right? So at this point, that's Gray, uh, Fearbog, and yeah, Fitzroy, you were over by the wall. And Argo, you teleported away. So those are the two that they can reach. 
Um, does a 16 hit your AC, uh, Fearbog? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. I'm going to say it does not hit Gray's AC. He is a demon prince. Oh, uh, it's not bad. Okay, yeah, not bad at all. Eight, 14. Yeah, you're going to take 16 points of damage. Fearbog. Okay. Uh, and up next is uh, the green dragon, who is now going to take a bite at Fitzroy. Ooh, Try. yep, 24 versus now, your AC. Now, hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay, yeah, there's nothing I can really do about that. I have a cloud of fog around me. Does that not provide me any kind of Oh, you know what? Kind of I'm going to say that that's disadvantage. Good call. Well, that's a 17. Yeah, uh, that still so it's 23. Yeah, um, yeah. and they are going to... It's a sweet thought, though, huh? One, uh, nine, so 12 points of damage, and then, uh, not bad, then three points of poison damage. Three oh, no, points wait, of poison damage? And then five points of poison damage. Five points of poison damage, okay. All right. Uh, and then up next is Argo. Um, Okay. Gosh, I wish I was still a kitty. That's okay. I'm I'm uh, Fitzroy now, right? Yeah, correct. Enjoy. Looking good. <laughs> so you veered into triumph there. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be careful. Look, looking good. No, that just sounds like scary triumph. Um And don't forget your bonus action of release the Kraken. I know. I know. Um Okay, I still have to transport sixty feet, right? Yep, correct. Up up to sixty feet. Yes. Um, I'm going to transport to land. I'm going to transport so that I am um, on the red dragon's face. Okay. Uh, kind of holding on. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, cast watery sphere. Okay. Uh, around its whole head and face. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great, 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 great. So, and it doesn't bother me because I can breathe. Underwater. Yeah, no, but the red dragon panics. Uh, panics real bad. Uh, and uh, because it cannot breathe, and it also is not wild about water being a dragon, uh, uh, primarily of fire, uh, and it panics so bad that it failed its deck save, uh, and its head also slams into the wall. Um, so you need to make a deck save now, but the result is that the dragon has been knocked unconscious by its own flailing around and lack of oxygen. That deck save is um, a five... But I have advantage on Dexterous. Yeah, uh huh. And that is a 14. So that is 24. Okay, yeah. So as uh, this red dragon slams its head into the cavern wall, knocking itself unconscious, we just see Argo like it's almost like a, res- a reverse dive. You know, he comes out of the water gracefully like a swan. Uh, landing on just like his tiptoes in a perfect kind of like 
like he's about to jump off of a board into the water. It's truly amazing. And uh, there's probably right now with the combination of your rogue dexterity and the wild magic you possess, no one has ever been as graceful as you are in that moment. And let's see, then the judge says 9.8. Not bad. Not bad. A flash and you are back in your own bodies. Sort of. They are the- So wait a minute, I just wasted that great maneuver. So when this is adapted into a movie, that'll be Fitzroy <laughs> making yeah, that correct. great maneuver. That is absolutely correct. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I am like a bird. That'd be better, Dad, because we won't want you doing stunts, that many stunts. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie. That's true. Yeah. Um, so you're all back in your own bodies, sort of. Uh, they are the bodies of Justin Griffin and Clint McElroy. But <laughs> all of your powers and what? abilities remain the same, and the battle continues. Well, I really don't want to do stunts now. So up next is Justin. Uh,. It's, oh, thank God. That's I actually super appreciate you giving my voice a rest, so thank you so <laughs> much. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. Um, my muscles feel so much more defined and powerful than I've ever imagined. Yeah, um, man, you look great. <laughs> uh, okay, Justin McElroy is first going to do uh, Mother Nature's Kiss? Is that right? Mother Nature's Love? Yeah, Mother Nature's Love. Mother Nature's Love. Gonna do, for myself, because yeah. I've taken some considerable hits. <laughs> yeah. Some not inconsiderable hits. We're gonna do 3d10, which is gonna heal me for a whopping 16 points of damage. Okay, and go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me. Uh, charming. Sure. Hold on one second. Uh, let me add that to my total there. Okay, Constitution saving throw is a 17, 18. Yeah, so uh, your body has processed the poison. Justin McRoy's body is able to process poison. Uh, Where the fear bulk fails, Justin McRoy succeeds. Yeah, right. and, and along those same lines, also go ahead and make a uh, perception check for me to see how the blindness is going to affect Justin McRoy's powerful body. Uh, got that's a, an eight. Yes. Justin's got gunars on, so I feel like that should give him advantage well, I will say of the of the four of us, Justin is the only one not required to wear glasses. So, You're Justin, right. you do have advantage on perception checks for this game. So, go ahead and roll again for me and tell me how it turns out. Uh, because of Justin McRae's incredible eyes, yeah. it's a sixteen. Okay, yeah, Justin McRae's powerful eyes are so powerful that the blindness of magic doesn't affect him. Um, so you <laughs> you are unpoisoned and unblinded. Uh, okay. Incredible. Thank you, Justin McElroy's incredible body. Uh, uh, first off, I got to toss a couple meteors. I've, I've only gone through, I think, s four of ten. <laughs> so I got to chuck a few more meteors at these idiots. Um, so do I do my D10 to see how many I can hit? Yes, please. Okay. It's going to be nine of them. Nice. Oh, this is going to be a big one. And then two D6. Uh, four damage. Uh, so yeah, 36 points of damage. Okay, great. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take my action. Sheesh. Oh boy. Um, let's do, you know, I miss my old spells. I wish I could still cast those. 
Um, you still have them. Yeah. I still have them? Yeah. You're, the, this is additional, not replacement. Oh, the Fearbug didn't remember that, but Justin McElroy, who's able to hold two characters in his account at one time. Well, I imagine you are actually holding both character sheets in Yeah, and I look at the other one, which is another tab, digitally speaking. Uh, I'm going to cast, is the, okay, let me ask you this. It, it, are the dragons above the hellhounds? Are they on the ground? What's the deal they with They are dragons? larger than the hellhounds, so they uh, are above them in stature, but they're like, they are on the same plane. Okay, perfect. Well, I will just, um, I'll cast Moonbeam on the blue dragon. Okay, great. Is that a save? That is a constitution saving throw. Uh, that is a 15 total? No, not gonna do it. Excellent. All right, so now you're gonna get a <laughs> delicious dollop of 7d10 damage. Oh, Boise. Which is gonna give us calculating, calculating 33 again, which seems weird. Seems low. I guess it's close to the median, actually. But, uh, okay, so 33 points of damage. Okay, great. Uh... And then, wait, let me make sure there's no other. So that's 2d10 radiant damage. Okay, but it, the beam remains. Oh, okay, great. Um, so just so everyone can see it the way I see it in my mind's eye, the Fearbulb transforms into Justin, stands a little bit taller, his eyes clear, his veins clear, um, and he just holds out Skin a hand. clear. Skin clears, muscles firm, and he <laughs> holds out a hand in a... And Justin McElroy yeah. calls a moonbeam down onto a dragon. And up next is Griffin McElroy. Um, so I freed Gray. Gray charged. Oh, I love this character voice. That <laughs> <is awesome. laughs> Sorry, yes, I guess I should do a different voice for me, Earth Griffin, speaking in this clean feed recording to my brothers and dad who are recording the Adventure Zone podcast. Um, so. Uh, I freed Gray and Gray charged Chaos, right? Order, yeah. Oh, order, is, yeah. Yeah, um, he is making, attempting to make a path towards the rift. All right, I'm gonna help him with that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stroll on up to Gray and put a hand on his shoulder and wink at Order, and I'm gonna cast Thunderstep again. And this time, me and Gray disappear because I can bring along one willing creature of my size or smaller. Okay, great. So yeah, I put a hand on his shoulder, we disappear, and creatures within 10 feet of us must make a constitution saving throw. Okay, great. Within 10 feet, I'm gonna say that that's just a solid like 20 hellhounds. Oh, okay. Uh, in all directions. So I'll just make one saving throw. Please. Uh, that is an 11, plus, wait, uh, what kind of constitution? saving throw? Okay, yeah, that's like a 13. No, that won't total. do it. So they all take 35 points of thunder damage. That's 700 points of damage total. That's Okay, that's the record. <laughs> uh, and then we reappear. I can teleport up to 90 feet. Is the portal within 90 feet of us? Uh, it it is not. It's about a football field across the cavern is. Okay. So this is... This has moved you forward, though, about one third of the way. Okay, well. So a pretty big jump. Once we land uh, 90 feet forward, I'm guessing in the middle of some shit, uh, yep. I'm going to push Gray to the ground. And as a bonus action, using a little bit more uh, quickened spell meta magic, uh, I'm going to cast the strongest uh, thunder wave I've ever cast in my entire life. 
Okay, uh, what's that look like? Tell me what it looks like, Griffin. Don't just tell me the roles. Uh, I want the numbers, baby. I want okay. the pictures. I push, I push uh, Gray down to the ground, and I say, you're going to want to be low for this. And I reach my hands out to my sides in a T-pose, uh, and as I bring them together, it's like I'm crashing two storms into uh, one another. And uh, the sound is bad for everyone who hears it within 300 feet. It, it's bad for everyone. I apologize to, to Justin McRoy and Clint McRoy and myself, Griffin McRoy. I'm probably not ready for this. Um, so everyone within a 15-foot cube of me now needs to make a constitution saving throw again. Okay. Um, the, let's see, the green dragon succeeded. Okay. And the blue dragon and the hellhounds failed. Wow, that's a satisfying sound. Well, the blue dragon uh, and hellhounds are going to take 29 points of damage. <laughs> and the green dragon is going to take half that. And they are all uh, going to be uh, pushed 10 feet away. From me, so I'm I'm making a uh, sorry the whoever succeeded the green dragon isn't pushed, but all the hellhounds within uh, a 15 foot cube of me are knocked away 10 feet, and I tap Gray on the shoulder and I say, "I made a bit of a path for you. I made a path for you, bud." Uh, Griffin, <laughs> roll, roll a d10 for me real quick. Okay, uh, that's a seven. Okay, great. So seven times 29 is how much damage you do. To the hellhounds. Okay, come back to me in a minute, and we'll run the. I'll run some numbers on that. Uh, that's going to be. I, a, I got it right here. Two hundred three. Two hundred three. It's two hundred and three by my calculations. Thank you, Justin. Oh. Wait, uh, at, four times two hundred three is eight hundred and twelve. What? Well, the, we said it four times. So okay, great. Um, at this point, just uh, in case anybody was wondering, about thirty percent, uh, a little bit more has been uh, obliterated of the hellhounds. So that's a little over 300 hellhounds have been cleared out okay. as you go. Um, can I talk okay. as a free action? You sure can. Okay. Hey, you two strangers who I think are still my friends, You, we gotta get Gray to the portal so he can call off the hellhounds. There's no point fighting a thousand bad demon dogs, huh? Griffin? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and up next uh, is the blue dragon, who now is going to turn uh, towards this created circle here in the center. Yeah, I guess uh, And they are going to take a bite at you, but uh, they're snippers. They're to protect you again. What do you want snippers to do? Um, grab it by the jaws and pull it, pull it away from us. Okay, uh, make a, uh, well, I'll, it's a saving throw, right? Oh, yeah, that blue dragon fails, so now we have a bit of a kaiju fight uh, betwixt <laughs> the blue dragon and Snippers, and Snippers has it in its grasp. Cool. Uh, so up next is Order, um, and Order now is getting pretty PO'd. Uh, they put their hands together and spread them out, and a blade-shaped planar rift... Uh, spreads from between their hands and shoots uh, across uh, the cavern. Um, and I want you three and Gray uh, are going, uh, well, it's going to be a melee attack against each of you. Oh, fuck. 
It's going to hit all of you. It's 15 uh, plus 8, 23. Um, and you're going to take 4d12 force damage. 5, 8, 10, 14. Yeah, so you're all going to take uh, 14 points of damage. Okay. Um, and then, suddenly, the scene changes again. We're looking at a diorama. Miniatures of Argo, the Fearwolf, and Fitzroy face hand-painted hellhounds and dragons led by a pewter <laughs> wizard standing in for order. The rest of this round is uneventful. Now, we're back and you're animated. <laughs> You've never experienced anything like this before. If only the rest of the world could experience how amazing an animated adventure zone is. <laughs> <laughs> If you all clap together, all of your powers and abilities remain the same, and the battle continues. Uh, up next is Gray, and now with his pathway cleared, going to swing that big old mall. Oh, but they're going to miss. They're going to miss. Gray's going to miss. Um, so then it is the Hellhounds' turn. Uh, the Hellhounds are going to move in on you, uh, Fitzroy, and they're going to bite at you. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, they're going to hit you. Okay. Um, and get you for um not much nine points of damage. Oh well, let's see if I yeah actually, and I, I'm going to reflect back fifteen points of damage at them. Um, okay, roll a d10 for me. A d10. Ah, uh, just a two. Okay, yeah. So you hit him for thirty points of damage. Okay. Uh, and up next is the green dragon who is now also going to take a bite at Fitzroy. Oh, Fitzroy, roll a constitution saving throw for me. Okay. I forgot to make you do that earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. 16 plus 6, 22. Okay, yeah, you pass. So no no poison damage taken. Good. Uh, Yeah, they're going to uh, get you in a bite, but not bad. Uh, you're going to take five points of regular damage and... You're going to take 11 points of uh, poison damage. Okay. Uh, and up next is Argo. I would just like to point out that even though I didn't get to play as myself, the appearance of Clint McElroy a few minutes ago officially constitutes the appearance of Clint McElroy, he well, who walks right, the plane. Sure. While I appreciate that, Dad, I think you've already been in graduation three times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is a different character unrelated to you, Dad. Clint McElroy is a janitor, so and I you are a, I guess, failed DJ Wait, uh, hey, who was fired I'll do my in own shame. Story, thank you very much. Disgraced local DJ. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> this is a biography, but baby. I'm just so then I could facts. meet myself. Oh my God! Yeah, and fall and yeah. fall in love with yourself. If I uh, that. That's that ship has sailed, pal. Huge right. uh, opportunity. Okay, uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to release the Kraken. Hell yeah! Okay, so uh, you are going to pick uh, an area five foot uh, circle, and uh, basically you call to the uh, to the water in the earth uh, and it is going to create a whirlpool beneath the feet of the creatures in that circle and they have to pass a pretty high deck save where they're going to take 2-8 damage and be not 2-8 uh, damage and be not prone and that's a bonus action so you do that and then you still have the rest of your turn All Right. okay well that's what I do and I do it to the green dragon 
All right, excellent. Oh yeah, no, they fail. Um, so now they're going to take two D8 damage, so roll two D8. That would be a four and a six, that's 10. 10 points of damage, excellent. They fall prone, and because they are so large, yeah, they're gonna uh, squish two uh, hellhounds as they fall uh, for another 10 points of damage to those hellhounds. So is it prone now? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like laying in a giant pool of water? Um, it's like down on its knees, it's dragon, it's dragon knees, I guess. Um, and the water, the ground is wet below it, yes. Not quite a pool of water, but like, you know, mud, you know, water in the dirt. There's water there. Okay, um, well. I have never been more allowing than I am right now. You do whatever the fuck you want, my dad. In that case, I'm going to cast Shape Water on the water around it from the whirlpool and freeze it. Uh, roll a d20 for me. That okay. is a nine. Um, I have advantage. You, on what? You don't even I'm know just... what I'm doing. Uh, so basically on the dragon's turn, it's going to have to roll, uh, better than a nine to break free of that ice when it stands All right, up. then I'm going to use Tides of Chaos and roll again. Dad. Okay. Let's get that good number, Dad. Let's get that high number. Yeah, get that, that, get that good number. Hey, the dragon's can high read it. Yeah, make it a real number high. that a dragon sees it and shits. Nope. <laughs> Seven. Okay. So the dragons are going to have to beat that if they try to break the ice next time. There's a chance that that won't happen. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So now it's your turn still. Okay. Um. I'm going to cast Chaos Bolt on the green dragon. You hurl an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy at one creature in range. Make a range spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. You choose one of the D8s, and that says what kind of damage. And when you cast this spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, each target takes 1D6 extra damage of the type rolled for each slot level. There's that high roll. That is a 17 plus 10. That's 27. Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay, so then I do 2D8. Uh-huh. It is a 1 and a 4. Um... I'm, I'm, I did that roll to be able to determine what kind of damage it does. Okay. Okay, so it's 2d8 thunder damage. Here goes 2d8. And that is a 2 and a 1, a whole 3. Uh-huh. And then a d6. That's a, oh, it's a 6, but i got to roll two more. So 9 total so far. 9 plus, wow, 12, 21. 21 points of damage. three sixes. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Um, so up next is Justin McRoy. But first, uh, I'm going to need all three of you to once again roll two D20s for me and tell me what those numbers are. Eight and a nine. Uh, so Griffin, for the next minute, you regain five hit points at the start of your turn. Okay. And uh, you become invisible for the next minute. Oh, okay. Um, That will end... Uh, when you attack or cast a spell. Gotcha. I got a seven and a 20. Okay, you glow with bright light in a 30-foot radius for the next minute. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of you is blinded until the end of its next turn. And you can take one additional action immediately. <laughs> Great. Um, how far am I from, uh, from uh, order? 
Um, no, sorry, from Gray. Uh, yeah, at this point, uh, I believe they jumped forward 90 feet, and they were already a little bit in front of you, so I'm going to say like 100 feet. Are there any trees in the cavern? Hmm. Roll a, roll a d20 for me. 13. You have only to think it, and the chaos magic around you, uh, mixed with the call of the earth beneath you, forms reality to your will. And the forest above you, the unknown forest above you, if we could see a cross-section of the earth, we could see the trees above their roots reaching down to then grow other trees connected to them. As above, so below, we see a forest of trees growing through the roof of this cavern, creating a doppelganger unknown forest hanging upside down from the roof, uh, covering the whole area. All right, I'm going to uh, cast Tree Stride and leap into the nearest tree and reappear from the tree closest to Gray. Okay, Gray. Yeah, now you are next to Gray. Okay. That was my bonus action. Okay, great. Uh, Dad, roll 2d20 for me. That would be a 10 and a 5. Okay, great. Uh, for the next minute, all your spells with a casting time of one action have a casting time of bonus action. And uh, you grow a long beard made of feathers that remains until you sneeze. <laughs> oh, Classic. Man. That's really going to be, that's the key that's going to unlock Argonaut's full potential. Uh, you look up at the crowd in the stands surrounding you. Wait, have those always been there? Well, they seem to be cheering for you, so it doesn't really matter. All your powers and abilities remain the same, and the battle continues. Uh, up next is the Fear Bulk. Oh, you mean Justin McElroy? No, you're Fear back Bulk? to the Fear Bulk now. Oh, excellent. Well, okay, first, did the Blue Dragon move? Uh, the Blue Dragon did not move. Okay, that was foolish. That was, I would not have done that. If I had been the Blue Dragon and my flesh was being scorched by an incredibly powerful and destructive moonbeam, yeah. I may... I'm going to move. Right. Well, time. there's so much going on, you know, with the chaos, the animation, and then, you know, being a figurine for a moment. I mean, every time I'm going to move that. Yeah, you know? no, I understand. But that's why you, Justin McElroy, are so much better than a blue dragon, really. All right. Well, tell that dumb, <laughs> tell that dumbass he's going to uh, do a constitution saving throw. Uh, that is a 15? No. Okay. Sorry. No. Uh, so that's going to be... Oh, this one looks good. 47. Fuck. Oh, boy. Damage. Yeah, he really wishes he had Ooh, moved as the moonbeam uh, basically melts him uh, and he falls to the ground uh, dead. All right. That's one. Wow. One down. Well, I no, guess you got one's three down. You got the red one, too. Oh, well, cool. yeah. But the, the red one's out. Uh, and so I'm which gonna, one did, did you just kill? That, the blue. That wasn't even Justin's action. No. Yeah, no, that wasn't. Nor wow. is this. Two more meteors uh, fly at, uh, which dragon's still up? The green dragon. The green dragon. I'm gonna shoot two meteors at the green dragon. Okay. Uh, so that's a dex. Nope, they failed. Uh, seven points of damage. Excellent, now I guess your action. Oh, actually I would do two of those because I shot two meteors at it. Oh, okay, yep, yep, yep. So let me do another one. And that's another eight and nine points of damage, excellent. And now your action. I put my hands on Gray's shoulders. And I say, this will feel weird. And then we both turn into gas. Oh, I boy. cast Wind Walk. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> he now has a flying speed of 300 feet. Do you too? Uh, yeah. Sick, bro. Okay, great. <laughs> um, well, he is not up yet. Griffin, you are up. Oh, wait. Heal me for 3d10. Wait, hold on. Wait, everyone stop. Stop the Dungeons and Dragons. I should have also done my my uh, Mother Nature heal on uh, the J-Man. That's um, 15 points. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. Yes, yeah, so Gray is now a gaseous cloud. Correct, yes. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to step in front of the Gray cloud and the Fearable cloud and sort of put myself directly between them and the portal. Uh-huh. And I am going to call down lightning from the sky, and then I'm going uh, okay. to hold my hand out in front of me and shoot a lightning strike 100 feet long and 5 feet wide. Okay. Uh, every creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. Um, well, Griffin... I don't know if you remember, but you are invisible. Oh, yeah. And so when you cast this, it appears to come out of nowhere. And so I'm going to say all of the hellhounds in front of you are just going to fail that one there because they are taken absolutely and completely by surprise. As you hear this hum, what one might expect if you got too close to like a power plant. Right. Except literally the plants above you seem to be generating the power, you hear crackles as electricity, lightning, fires from the trees above you, all centered on one point. And for those observing, it seems to be empty space until it strikes the figure of Fitzroy Maplecourt and then arcs out of his hands, shooting a beam of lightning, not just an arc or a bolt, but a beam of lightning clearing a path towards order uh, for the clouds to move. So that's that's going to be 40 points of lightning damage. The sound of 12 virtual dice rolling at the same time is not <laughs> great. Um, and then for good measure, I'm going to back up a little bit. Wait, real quick, Griffin. Yeah. Roll, roll 2d20 for me. Oh, wow. It's a big spell. They're all surprised. Uh, 11 and 19. Okay, yeah, you hit 30, uh, like, 30 worth of Hellhounds with this. So what was the damage there? Uh, it was 40 damage to 30 Hellhounds, so 1,200 damage, I believe? Correct. <laughs> okay. Um, having thoroughly slaughtered these bad, awful demon dogs, uh, I want to take a step back and say, Fly, you fool! And I'm just going to cast Gust as a bonus action using Quicken Magic on the Gray Cloud to just kind of uh, give him a little, put a little mustard on him to launch him toward the uh, toward the portal. So the Cloud of Gray hurdles forward, flying at a speed you never would have thought possible. As he nears the rift, Order's right hand shoots out, um, and suddenly the cloud clears and Order is holding him by the throat. And you hear the voice of order echo through the chamber. Enough! And the remaining monsters stand down and part and open up a passage. And they all stand by the sides. And order says, I think we have wasted enough time on this. You may feel powerful, but have you forgotten 
that chaos and I share the same well. And suddenly you feel the borrowed godhood drain from your bodies. You feel it all. Every wound, the exertion of the battle, it hits you in a wave. And they say, I am in control. The only thing you've accomplished is delaying the inevitable by five minutes. You've made no difference except to slightly annoy me before I erase you from existence. Now, little flies, cease this buzzing in my ears. Not much left to do now. And a voice from behind you says, Order. You have done enough. Not far from Wiganstaff School for Heroism and Villainy is a town called Hope. It's the final stop before one reaches the unknown forest and the, well, what used to be known as the Godscar Chasm. And due to this, it has been nicknamed Last Hope by the locals. Within Last Hope is a hospital. And if one looked hard enough, you could find a small plaque praising the work of a Fearbolg, a half-elf, and a Janasi in helping save the building from an imp infestation. But we aren't looking that hard. Instead, our focus is drawn by a child in the window. In turn, their focus is on what is outside the window. A monster of nightmares approaches. The child is frozen in fear. They've had this dream many times. Tears form in their eyes, but they do not start falling just yet. You see, sometimes in the dream, a hero swoops in just in time and saves them from the monster. However, because of what you did at the Heroic Oversight Guild, no hero arrives. But a bartender does and a lawyer, and a pair of shopkeepers, even a cheesemonger imp. They take their positions between the monstrosity and the hospital, just hoping to buy enough time for the patients to evacuate. In the once glistening city of prosperity, people attempt to flee. The threat is ever-growing, but still, there are those who choose to stand and fight. A chef, a hairdresser, a barista, a security guard the head of a mailroom, countless others. Across the world, the scene repeats. Some with the title of hero choose to help, even some with the label villain protect those in need, but they stand shoulder to shoulder with farmers and long-haul caravanners and hench people and accountants and sidekicks. There are those that the system has labeled as evil because they didn't play within the established rules, but in this moment... None of that matters. You see, your actions, your choices, created a void. And into that void came people from every walk of life. Not from money, or fame, or even out of obligation. There are people doing the right thing because it is the right thing to do. And somewhere, somewhere that may not even really exist, a balance has shifted. Chaos steps past you to stand before Order, and it might be a trick of the light, but they appear to be taller than Order. And then you see it's not a trick. The size difference 
continues to increase and realization crosses Order's face, then fear. In a panic, Order attempts to finish their work. Hey, everybody. Better look out. The Thunderman's in town. I cast Prestidigitation and I start juggling toward the Fearbulg, juggling lights, nodding at the Fearbulg like, huh? And the Thundermen come down the mountain. What? I... And we, and you know, the, you know, sing with me the song. Oh, oh. And the and Thundermen, the thundermen come, come down, 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 down the mountain. Down the mountain. Shh, not you. I, and we will be victorious. victorious. I, yes. I nod at Argo like, we're distracted. This is a distraction. And they're coming oh. down the storm, the great the clouds rolling in. rolling in. You and will yeah, know that the Thundermen have come to have town come to again. again. And I use tell, and Argo uses telekinesis to hurl the the uh, the serpent's tooth at order, and time freezes for just a second. And Chaos looks at you and says, I'm not going to stop you, Argo. They deserve this, and I deserve this too. We're still linked, Order and I, and if you kill Order, it will kill me. But like I said, that's your decision to make. Well, Buzzkill. <laughs> Here, uh, I, I have an idea. Okay. Tell you what, Chaos. We'll flip a coin for it. That seems like something you'd agree with, yes? I'm not really in a place to argue. And I do like games and chance, so deal. Heads, the knife takes purchase in the soil of Order's back. Tails, you're fine. The end. And we don't see, like, cut to black and we don't see, no. Uh, it was, it was Tails. Well, um, you won't regret sparing me. I have learned, I've learned a lot in these last couple days and I am sorry. Now let me set a few things right. Chaos snaps their fingers and the edges of the rift begin to recede and you see order begin to panic and push like a child trying to stop the tide from washing away their sand castle. And Gray is released and speeds towards the rift and barely a breath after he breaks its surface. The white fades from the eyes of the remaining demons, and they retreat to their home dimension. In fact, across Nua, we see the demons retreat. An order begins to beg. Chaos, please. It's, it's the only way. And Chaos says, clearly not. 
And then Order looks at the three of you and laughs and says, it doesn't matter. Nothing you've done matters. Don't you see? You're insignificant. I am eternal. All I have to do is wait till my turn. And then when it's my turn, I'll begin this all over again. The actions of mortals do not matter. You dance to my tune. Everyone notices that the fear bulb has quietly um, tied a ball of yarn to, uh, to order. And he's holding the other end of the string. And the fear bulb says, Go to hell. It's the navigational yarn. It's a ball of golden yarn that helps the user find their way. <laughs> the user simply holds on to one end of the string, tells the yarn where they're going, and drops the ball while they're holding on to the string. The ball of yarn will speedily roll in the intended direction, leaving a trail for the user to follow. <laughs> once said the location is reached, the yarn will coil itself back into a ball. The yarn can be used once per day. The yarn ball rolls uh, through the rift, and Order looks at you and then smirks and says, "It's what? what did you think that this would do, that the yarn would pull? And then they're pulled off their feet. <laughs> and you can see through the rift... Gray has wrapped the other end of the yarn around his hand and is just slowly pulling the yarn and dragging order into his realm. And then Gray says, Fearbog, you shouldn't have. Oh, you already got me home and now a present? All tied up with a bow. Oh, you have all... Uh, can I tell you something? I know it might not have seen this way, but you were always my favorite. This is fair. Hey! Good judgment. And as order is being dragged through the rift, they look at chaos and says, you cannot survive without me. We are two halves of a whole. You need me. And chaos says, no, I think, I think I've earned some time to myself. I'll come get you when I'm ready. And Grey snaps his fingers, and an army of demons comes and wraps order and chains and drags them away. Chaos, will you be okay in a separate body you have shared till now, yes? Yes, um, this is, I will admit, Slightly uncharted territory. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it will be fine for the time being. I I don't believe this to be a permanent uh, solution. Eventually, we will be drawn back together. And in the meantime, admittedly, I think my power will be greatly reduced. But perhaps that's best for now. Well, boys. It's been just a whole heck of a lot of fun. Um, I guess I'll be seeing you. You may keep my maul, Gray, <gasps> and let it be a reminder to you that if you, if you do come back to our realm to try to subjugate us, it would be pretty rude to do it with 
with my own weaponry. So let that mm. be a sort of deterrence. Like it's been, it's been real and it's been fun and it's been real fun, but I hope I never see you again because if I do, it means that you're invading. Ah, uh, yes. The ultimate weapon, and this is really the lesson of task graduation. The ultimate weapon is manners. Yep. And, and uh, I think that that's a beautiful <laughs> message. Well, I probably won't invade. I did make a promise, but I'm also a demon prince. Right. But you're my best friend. And I did promise you, so I probably won't. I thought I was your favorite. You're my favorite, but he's my best friend. But you're my favorite. You are a dark creation. Yeah. Okay, I probably won't invade. Is that good enough? Yeah, you're starting to sound like Gary. I think you've spent a little bit too much time in Nua. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe go invade a different realm now. Okay, but... Can it be a bad realm with, with like, e- evil folks in it? <sighs> For my best friend? I'll try. I mean, it's still... Good travels to the haterverse. <laughs> XO, XO. Um, bye. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. Any last words? Bye. No? You don't want to say I'm your best friend? Or- oh, my God. <laughs> You know, Where do I fit into this? I, I'm nobody's best You're friend. my son, Argo. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, wow! bye! And the riff slams shut. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon! <laughs> Chaos is gone when you turn around. Uh, work to do, you assume. And I would say you've earned yourself a long rest. In fact, I would say a very long rest. And you sleep for what feels like a week. The world has changed so much in those few days. You're not sure how the rhetoric got started, but somehow the whole world seems convinced that the entire event is the Heroic Oversight Guild's fault. Whispers have spread rapidly that the Commodore, in an attempt to steal the Hog's vast wealth, caused a magical explosion deep in the bowels of their HQ. And whether they believe it or not, the rulers of Nua know for certain that the hog didn't seem to lift a finger to deal with the crisis. The various chapters of the Unbroken Chain have voted nearly unanimously that they needed to put aside their veil of secrecy, at least for the time being, and publicly help repair the damage and calm the fears of the population. Althea and Barb have been working with the local governor to distribute aid and assign teams to deal with the most urgent damage. They make a great team, and it's fairly obvious that there is potential for this to turn into a more permanent assignment. Sir Reginald Thistlewhip has waited around to make sure you recovered and to make sure that the uh, efforts to clean up were going well. And then he shares a few official words. It's hard to tell if he's making them up on the spot or not regarding your resignation. Then he and the army of Goodcastle disperse, returning to their homes. During the, well, let's call it what it was, the chaos... Most students headed home to help or went where they were needed. Only a handful have remained. But then I suppose it wouldn't be accurate to call them students anymore. When the dust cleared, true to his word, Hieronymus declared the school officially closed. He and his brother Hygelmus are preparing to restart their previous lives of wandering adventurers. Most of the Garys have settled in the unknown forest. A few have stuck around, though, to see everyone off. Thankfully, Hegelmus remembered to turn Leon back into a human. He and Buckminster have reunited and are making plans to return to Buck's home kingdom. 
A literal army of skeletons of all shapes and sizes, led by Rainier and Gordy, have been working round the clock to clean the area and remove any leftover battle debris. Festo and Gordy also made sure the Zorn got home safely and promised that they would drop him a Gmail if they ever visited the elemental plane of Earth. Rainier sees you emerge, bleary-eyed, from your tent and makes her way over. Hey, so, I, I mean, I guess everything worked out, it seems? I think all my bones are broken. Oh, boy. And I was wondering if your dad could do, like, a skeleton switcheroo in there. Oh, um, that's not really how, like, necromancy works. Take all my shattered bones that I sacrificed for the good of the world, Uh remove those, and plop one of these spare skeletons in there. Is this you wanting to change your height again? No. Change, you, you've been doing Bones stuff for so long and you're telling me you can't do me this one Bones favor. No, we could do it. You would just die in the process. Well, I don't want that. Yeah, I thought that might be a bit of a turnoff. So, I, what happened down there? Oh, um, we briefly became as like gods. Okay. Now we are not. Okay. We were also like cats for a minute. Wait, what? Mm. Yeah, the I kitty- was a very, a very handsome uh, entertainer, strong, powerful, sinewy. Indeed. Okay. Perfect hair. My entertainer was a fragile little porcelain doll of a man. Huh. Okay. And I was, a, I was an old guy. Oh, I bet that that's not true. With not nearly as, well, not nearly as nice a haircut. Sounds fun, actually. Was that fun? In hindsight. Yes. Funish. Okay. Yeah. So are we safe now from like the army of demons and the evil gods and stuff? Hmm. Safer. Yeah. Certainly safer than we were last week, definitely. Safe-ish. Yeah. Safe-ish. Well, so I suppose you guys are like heroes. Like, not like, you know. Not like title, you know, like job type, but like actual factual heroes? I, well, you said it. We didn't say it. You said it. And other people, lots of people are saying it. Like everyone's saying it. I hear it, it around this. But we didn't say it. So no. I guess, I don't know, who cares? You know, it's just labels and who, whatever. Well, we're just about done cleaning up here. What do you say we all like head to last open? You know, like, party. That sounds good. I, I I, need to break up with a king, I think. And I don't know the formal way of to... You know what? Let's. I'm overthinking this. And I've got to get my social situation straightened out because it, it seems like I've done the whole threes company thing of booking multiple dates on the same night. <laughs> Master Fearbog, are you ready to party? Absolutely. Now, this is normally the part of the story where I would tell you what happens to the three of you. But the truth is, I don't know. You've proven time and again that the only path you follow is your own. So instead, I'm going to take a page out of the big book of business and ask you each the same question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, boy. It's a great question. 
where does anybody see anybody in five years? And that's my answer. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for I hope you enjoyed this season of The Adventure Zone. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, I think Fitzroy tries out a lot of stuff after the after the big the big climactic battle. Um, I definitely think he keeps his head on a swivel. Uh, I think he was very gung ho about the plan to disrupt the entire sort of social structure of this world. And then while he was doing it, he realized I'm going to there's going to I'll get in trouble for this. I guess that's my question to you. Did did we ever get in trouble for destroying the social hierarchy of the planet? So um, with the rumors going around that this was more or less the result of the Heroic Oversight Guild's lack of regulation yeah. um, and, and that a lot of it was laid at the feet of the Commodore, somehow the involvement of you three got very much swept under the rug. There's plenty of folks out there, you know, who were on like on hands during yeah. that day of the uh, heroic oversight guild infiltration slash heist. Right. Um, and you know, they talk about like, yeah, there was this janitor there um, and somebody with like a bag thing. And I, there were all these bees around suddenly. Um, but in all the chaos of like the ensuing days, um, everybody kind of lost track of exactly who they were looking for. Um, and you know what? In fact, go ahead and uh, roll an insight check for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You weren't expecting we were that here on the postscript, we were, were you? You make us fucking roll in the epilogue? I know. Uh, <laughs> My dice says one on it, but that can't oh. be true. Oh, There's boy. so many higher number than that on this dice. Yeah, um, it's it's almost like there is some other force at work here, but you have no idea what. I think with a one, I do always kind of have to keep an eye out. Like yeah. I, I it, for nothing maybe, but there's I'm always like looking over my shoulder a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I go to I I definitely think I more sort of formally break off break ties with Good Castle. Um, and I think that, I think that that's probably okay since they, I never technically started that gig. Uh, and then I don't, I, I don't think that Fitzroy is quick to, you know, jump into the wandering hero life or, or anything along those lines. Uh, I think he sort of explores his, his post-collegiate options as is the norm. Uh, definitely some some modeling on the side with mm-hmm. Boy Cloaks magazine. Definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely do some uh develop that uh brand with uh, Rainier for uh you know uh small woodland creature cloaks uh mm-hmm. fashion fashion for animals. Yeah, um, definitely. But not in the shitty way we do it on Earth, where it's like here's a vest for a dog, like. These animals look fucking great. Yeah. Um, and all of them are doing it by choice. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I become independently wealthy as a result, but um, I mean, wildly independently wealthy. Um, I didn't, uh, this is my first time doing one of these and I, it's, I'm drunk on power. I get fucking so rich. Okay. Well, it also helps really that you, you came back from the elemental plane of earth with a bag full of diamonds. That helped. It was nice seed money for my venture. Uh, so, you know, I help out my folks. Uh, my dad is finally able to retire from long haul trucking uh, and explore his career as a jazz guitarist. Uh, Ooh. And uh, my, my mom starts uh, start, starts her own sort of YouTube cooking channel that takes nice. off. Um, cool, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything. Everything sort of uh, everything really works out for Fitz, right? It sounds like grow a nice grow a nice beard. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, the best, the best beard. And uh, I think I think towards the end of it, I want to um, I want to stop by uh, Sylvia Knight's office. Okay, can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. Oh. Sir Fitzroy, right? Um, actually, it's just plain old Fitzroy. Plain old model Fitzroy. entrepreneur. Sorry, plain old Fitzroy, model entrepreneur, and former hero of all mortal kind. Excellent. Have you come to turn me into a catfish once more, or actually a carp this time? And I was wondering <laughs> if that's no, I. I wasn't planning on it. Um, no, I just realized that uh, I still had this, and I uh, I turn in my a very very old uniform for Clyde Knight's night night school, uh, and a shield that sort of comes with the uh, the ensemble that I got when I uh, when I first had my orientation here. Uh, well, this is very appreciated, but you seem to be missing the socks, so I won't oh, be able oh, to read. Sorry. Front- I bend down and take the socks off my feet and put them there. These are my luck. You'll be happy to know that these have kept me safe and warm and very lucky. Okay, well, uh, then you will get your deposit back uh, on your uniform. Uh, here's 10 silver. I, uh... <laughs> 10 silver. That's cute. Uh, thank you. I, I put it in my pocket. Um... I also have this, and I hand over a a letter seeking admission. I see. Um, well, I, I, hmm, I must tell you, things have changed a lot here at the school we we don't really do the the hero and villain thing anymore oh, oh no yeah i mean things have changed everywhere no this is this is this is not for the night program or hero or villain school i've realized something sylvia may i call you sylvia sure <laughs> great i realized something about the whole hero system we had going on before, where we were these pillars of strength meant to defend the weak against the forces of evil. But in all that time, nobody was protecting the weak from the strong, Hmm. from the people who were meant to keep them safe in the first place. This is not an application for the hero program. I am applying to Sylvia Knight's Knight Law School. Well, there's an official review process and, you know, all of that. But between you and I, welcome. Excellent. We begin immediately. What is it? What is, so what is law even? No, it's it's six p.m. We you can start in the morning. I heard something about jurisprudence. Explain oh boy. this. Okay. Um. Oh boy. Um, Is habeas corpus as spooky as it sounds? Yes. <laughs>
Okay, Fearbolg, what about you? Where's the Fearbolg now in the far-flung five-year future? Um, well, I I want to, uh, before I get to that, I want to do a, a sort of setup for that. Okay. Um, briefly after. I think in the in the short term, I mean, the Fearbolg uh, wandered for a time um, and then began starting to feel pretty desperately lonely um, because it's so against his sort of nature until uh, one day he sat himself in uh, a meadow with a small pile of berries um, and he pulled the um, Tiny Gary out of his uh, knapsack. Hey, it's me, Tiny Gary! Gary, how do you fare? Uh, you know, pretty good for having been in a pocket for a really long time. This is unfair of me. You no. should have a perch. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's dark and quiet. It's giving me time to really think about Gary, you know? Yes, I have begun to think about Gary as well. Yeah, wait. You've been... Th- wait. You've been thinking about me? Well, holistic Gary. Oh, the Gary of the mind. Sure. I've been thinking, Gary. How are you all doing? Well, um, I, as far as I can tell, we're fairly happy. You know, we're making a life. Uh, well, they, they are, I should say, in the unknown forest. And, you know, uh, I still feel connected to them, even though I'm not with them. Um, you know, that connection... It's not about a uh, distance, you know what I mean? Gary, I don't know as much as I'd like to about Gary's, but from your perspective, would you say that all Gary's are equal? You know, that's a... It's a tough question. Yeah, all Gary's are equal. Um, We may have... You know, different ideas about things and some different opinions, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, one Gary to another, we don't consider any one of us better than the other one. Gary, I have tried to be Firbog. I was cast out because I... I had different thoughts from the other Fearbog. I can't change that thinking. But Gary, I need a clan. I am alone, Gary, and I do not wish this to be. So I'm thinking that maybe I would be Gary. Oh boy! Um... Yeah, you know, we can maybe do that on, like, a trial basis. Make you, like, a temporary Gary. A temper Gary, if you will. I know that I cannot share your mind, but if you would offer me, if you would have me, I I swear that I will have your honor over mine. My blood shall be your blood. 
in the bravery, effort, and honor, I will bring shall account for the fact that I was not born a Gary. I will give a thousand for nothing, and my truth will honor the Garys. Master Fearbog, I speak on behalf of the Garys when I say, I name thee Gary. <laughs> I think, I think it is very nice to have a name. So good. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so now five years later, where is Gary? Where is Gary? You mean holistic Gary? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, the Gary of the mind. We're great. Um, we uh, have... Uh, it, it, I can say this now. I mean, personally, I think that we have really um, improved on the fear bulk formula. It's one where bravery and honor and effort are still like wicked important, but yeah. also like investment and having a 30 year time horizon for those investments and being able to, to assess our assets and evaluate the, uh, the worth of those assets with a longer term time horizon than just making it to the winner. Uh, has made us very um, fruitful. It helps that um, they don't eat. So, like we we've got a huge uh, the overhead. Huge, is the so overhead low. on yeah. Gary's is so is so great. So we uh, basically are kind of like uh, financial advisors. We come to other clans or other families or other groups that are ha- having struggles, making ends meet, and we try to set them right with a. Uh, zero overhead uh, workforce and a team of really smart financial planners uh, that ha- all share one goal. And that goal is, well, I mean, it's a hive mind. So of course they all share one goal, but that goal is setting you on the road to fiscal stability. Hey, Todd, I heard the, I heard the missus is pregnant. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. You know, we're a little nervous. It's so much to plan for, you know, with the kid on the way. Well, you got yourself a Gary, right? A, a Gary? No, what? Yeah, a Gary. You got to get yourself a Gary. You know, me and Susan, we got ourselves a Gary. Oh, we've been working with him now for about two years. We paid off our debts. We own the home now. Really? Well, that's amazing. Yeah, and I was able to save a little extra, get myself a little boat. Well, that's incredible. Where can I get myself a Gary? Well, uh, you just need to go to the forest, um, and then you whisper the name of Gary. Um, and you pray on the wind, and the Gary will arrive at your house within 48 hours. <laughs> well, thanks! Oh, uh, excuse me, I couldn't help but over here. I should mention the 48 hours is not a guarantee. <laughs> we do do our best, but there are a finite number of us Garys. What about uh, you? Sorry, I was Go. using the wind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Argonaut, last but certainly not least, uh, what's what's Argonaut's life post? Uh, you know the chaos battle. Um, what are we looking at? I think Argo decided that even though he didn't spend one second of the entire arc on any kind of water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that he was going to return to that life on the sea. But he, you know, the whole pirate thing. 
it just kind of didn't feel right. So he's going to take the the boat that he renamed the the Fear Boat mm-hmm. after the Fear Bowl. Yes, mm-hmm. and is going to turn it into a cruise ship. Ooh! It takes people on uh, on cruises, and it's kind of a theme thing. You know, like the Disney Cruise Lines has. The, are we allowed to say that? Yeah, can yeah. you say the word Disney? Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know they have so kind of. A- you just say you should say something else that rhymes with it. So just say Disney from now on. Yeah, that'll that'll don't keep us safe. Think that that would be worse. I think. Yeah. What about uh, Wiz- Wisney? I don't know. I don't know why that Wisney cruise. Um, but there, the whole theme of the cruise is to. He was so impressed with the Fear Bog lifestyle that he's crafted the whole thing. So people who want that Fear Bog experience. Set sail on the fear boat, and um, now, Dad, I'm sorry, but I do need you to clarify. When you say the fear boat experience, what is that? What kind of programming are we looking at here? Well, I think it's all going to come very clear in uh, in the theme song that okay. has been uh, developed. Oh no! Go on. So I have a theme song. Hold on, hold on, everybody, give him room, give him room. Scoot back, scoot back. He's going to use his hands a lot during this. Stand yeah. back, stand back. Yes, okay. Come, we're sailing with you on this ship. Every word is true. The fear boat, sharing what you have with everyone. The fear boat, telling the truth is a lot of fun. (laughs) In this zone of adventure, see narwhals and giant crabs. There's lots of food of the citrus variety. Disappearing cats <laughs> that you rarely see. The fear boat. A big community on the sea. The fear boat. A licensed subsidiary (laughs) of Thunderman LLC. Yeah! Jesus. Powerful. Jesus. We're on the deck of the Fear Bolt. It's five years after the chaos battle. We see three figures on the deck, each of them wearing a matching t-shirt that reads... Thunderman LLC corporate retreat. <laughs> we see a Genasi with a cat on his lap. The cat seems to be flickering in and out of existence. We see a Fearbulg wearing a hat with a logo emblazoned on it. And that logo is simply a tiny stone figure with wings spread holding a bag of money. And we see a half elf. And he's having a drink delivered to him with a tropical umbrella by a shimmering golden crab. Thank you, Snip. Oh, Snippers. There's no salt. On the rim. I know it's a virgin margarita, but I still want the salt. Hey, and listen, tell him to stay away from the raw bar because some of our patrons may get a little. That is you know, a good con- point, Snippers. Confused. I don't know if you can be eaten but you may want to stay away from the raw bar. 
I love you too. So, Fearbowl, I mean, Gary, what do you think? Uh, he's a beautiful whistle. Uh, ethically and aesthetically. Thank you. The limes are nice too. Yeah, well, and like you know, a I want big to... sour berry. Big, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to pick a whole bunch of them. I do question, though, why all of the staterooms are sort of marshes and bogs and fens. Like it seems a little, it seems a little um, on the nose. I feel like one could have taken an artistic liberty to put regular beds and stuff in there. Well, I really kind of, le- I tried to lean into the whole, you know, theme. And you know, this is just, this is just the flagship. I, I have, this has been pretty profitable for uh, Thunderman LLC. You know, I've made quite a bit of money, so I, I plied it back. I've bought other ships. Um, I commandeered the Commodore's fleet. <laughs> and I'm, re- I'm renovating them into different things. And each one of them will have a different theme. Uh you know, based on our adventures, because uh, I'm—it's really cashing in for us. Really, this is great. It's like the end of Lord of the Rings when you find out like Bilbo's the one who's been writing it the whole time. Only <laughs> instead of Bilbo writing a book for people to read, he opens a cruise line based on <laughs> <laughs> their adventures. We've we've all become extremely successful. Entrepreneurs, as was I, I assumed that would be our trajectory, post post herodom. But do you all ever miss sort of getting your hands dirty and trying to make some good in a more direct way? I, you know, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I've been pretty busy. You know, there's, you know, taking care of all the. Payments and you know, barnacle scraping. Um, I haven't really thought about it. Feelable, Gary? I miss fighting. There is very little need for fighting in the fiscal realm. I didn't think I would miss it, but I like to fight. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Weird for Fearbold, but not for Gary. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's there's few opportunities to fight when you're enrolled in law school like I am, a law school student who reads big smart guy books now. Well, the reason you brought it up, you must miss it too, right? Oh, you miss it? Certainly. And what's that over the deck? A Kraken? A two-art? No, I don't, I don't think I'm The Thunderman to... will return next season in Graduation 2. Graduation. I missed the fight, but mainly I... Um, you know what I miss? I miss routine. I miss knowing every day I would wake and have my berries with you two in the cafeteria and then we would go to class and I missed this. Yeah, I, the the adventure, the heaping of praise upon us. I I do miss that, I guess, but at the end of the day, I I think I just miss you two. 
This is very kind. It's very sweet. And I miss and I miss you too. Oh, and I miss you too, Fitzroy. And I'm gonna open up another cruise ship that's based on you next. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> who said who said this? Who was that? That was you. That Oh, it's oh Well, I just said that. I said I was gonna open up other cruise lines with with you guys' themes. But you I Did mean, I not say that? I mean you didn't really give it you know, a timeline. Well, you know, here's what I've been thinking. If, you know, Fearbog, if you wanted to oversee the fear boat and Fitzroy, if you wanted to oversee a boat based on you, I really have thought about taking the Commodore's boat and um, using the cruise line as like a front for piracy. Because I am a rogue. I'm a, I'm a rogue. I love all these. The one issue I have is my involvement at all. <laughs> I am very busy with the Garys. You sure, sure. two are very dear to me, but I do have uh, quite a, a lot of work oh. uh, day in, day out. It's been a long road, a winding road, full of twists and turns, trials and tribulations, but at last it's come to an end. I... Got you, Argo. And I stand up and I'm wearing a wire. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> that would be a hell of a thing. It would be. <laughs> I guess it might help me. I've been struggling with maritime law. It, it may help me to learn about it if I break it a little bit. But I love these. Could you promise that we only sort of steal from... Those who exploit the folks, the hardworking folks of Nua, and not oh, steal from, you know, just like a ship that has some cows on it or whatever. Is that a deal breaker? Kinda. It, yeah. I, I, um, I have rethought. I will be involved helping to keep this, uh, admittedly. Pretty wild venture uh, on the proper fiscal course. I will be sort of a third partner, but I'm here on the land. I am, think of me as a dry partner that doesn't get on the boat ever again. I am also sorry I would not let you undock the boat <laughs> and that we have had to stay here with sort of the dock in sight. I don't enjoy the water, but I would love to help uh, and keep yeah. in contact with you, too. You did look a little queasy. You looked a little... Especially during the lifeboat drills, I could tell that you were not digging it. I uh, actually have a great way for this all to work out. Okay. This is... Tiny Gary. He will report back to me on your progress. I, I can talk... We can keep in touch this way, huh? Yes, we are all Gary. Let's test it out. I will get on the dock. Hello. I'll okay. walk back towards the land. You're going to find that you walk funny on back on the dock for, for a few days. I uh, I think it is worth it to not be in the boat with you two. But hey, <laughs> I, I do miss you. I miss you both. The Garys are fun. 
and kind and good. But um, they also share a mind, so the conversations can be a little one-sided. And they have trouble harmonizing. I would imagine. And they're all connected, right? So we can, even if we have a small Gary, a seagoing Gary, on our individual pirate ships, we can still talk to you anytime we want, right? Exactly. I will always be here, dry, and safe on land. You know, I think, now that you mentioned harmonizing Fearbolg, I think the perfect way for this corporate retreat to end is for the three of you from memory to harmonize and sing the Thunderman LLC corporate theme song. Are you ready? What do you say, guys? One one time from the top. Oh, I couldn't. Please, no, I couldn't. I, yeah, let's do it. From the Ga- top. Just for the little Gary. He has never heard me. Okay. Me, 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 me. Do you want me down here? Or should I be up here? Or Red should leather, I yellow take leather. it low? Rem- Red leather, yellow leather. If you remember, with, with this very special instrument you've got inside there, you are... The just the highest tenor that you can possibly sort of generate. Uh, this is note. Great. Perfect. A two, a two, a one, two, three, four. Watch out, out, out over the mountain. mountain. We see our curtains well, don't get, get washed away by the thunder when it comes, comes for you. For you. For you. Well, if you are bad. a bad customer. If you are a monster with big teeth. Chomp, 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 chomp. Chomp, 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 we really need to I revisit think it, that I part think of the it's song. stronger than it has been in the past, which is so strange. The bridge works. The, the bridge, bridge really works. The, the bridge does work. So let's bring it home now. Bring, bring it home. It home. And, and the lightning strikes. Thunder rolls. Coming for America. <laughs> 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 you are a thunderman. Certainly not. Certainly not that. <laughs> Today. Today. <laughs> hey, where'd everyone go? 